You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. I feel really good. Um, you know, we were really, really hoping for this one. We know there was a lot of really good girls in this one, and so walking away with the title, this one means a lot. Francis High School, right over here, right over here. It's not one of the bigger metro schools, right? It's a, probably up to about a class in football, maybe 4A track, uh, 2A, 3A, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maggie Ewing, Ewen, E-W-E-N, Ewen, is, uh, comes out of the, uh, St. Francis. Her dad was her coach. And uh, hammer thrower. Discus thrower, shot putter. And now, of course, in high school, you don't have the hammer throw. She dominated uh, in Minnesota in the uh, high school in the shot put and the discus at St. Francis. And then she went to Arizona State. The hammer throw, which her father used to throw at the Illinois State, became her best event. And she won the uh, NCAA title in the hammer as a junior. This year, she uh, fouled fouled out in the uh, she had three fouls throwing the hammer in the uh regional for the ncaa so she didn't make it to the final ncaa finals out in eugene so she won the shot put in the discus she won both of those uh minnesota kid winning two ncaa titles that's pretty good well this weekend the uh, national championships the u.s outdoor track championships were held in des moines why not Eugene? Because they're redoing the stadium out in Eugene in order yeah. to host the world championships. As soon as the NCAA finished, they started tearing that old place apart. And uh, by the way, winning the discus in the NCAA uh, meet a couple of weeks ago, she did it on her last throw. She was uh, yep. she was going to lose, and then she let one go and uh, did it on her last throw. And uh, now she has won her first outdoor first national championship in the u.s championships uh throwing the uh, shot put 63 feet three and a half inches uh she won by uh, two inches over jessica ramsey uh, she also had won the shot put at the recent ncaa outdoor championships but she is now a national champion a u.s champion as well as a national champion and this was her first pro event because track isn't like it used to be, you don't have to keep that amateur standing. Once she was out of the NCAA, she could start collecting sponsors and uh, the winning. I, I assume there's some prize money for this, probably not much. But uh, why is track and field different? About what? Well, you said she's she done could... at the, she's done at Arizona State. Oh, okay. Her okay. Eligibility. Okay. Okay. So she, I'm, I'm sure this was her pro debut because she doesn't have any amateur got it. Okay. to protect okay. anymore. Gotcha. When she's competed in the U.S. championships in the past, she had to 
remain an amateur. But now this mm-hmm. was her pro debut. And she is probably uh, going to be an Olympian uh, because uh, people who throw the shot and the discus and the, and the hammer get they get better with age. There's usually like they're in well into their twenties when they're dominant nationally. Sometimes as late they're late twenties. So uh, she'll probably if she's the U.S. champion right now as a kid right out of uh, college, uh, she should uh, probably make the Olympics. Maybe in three events, that would be something. Knowing Man, very little about about that 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 part of sports. I mean, you're talking about sponsorships. Is this something that you can you know really live on? going forward or is it basically I, I enough to cover your cost i think a, a woman in the weight uh events would probably not uh, get wealthy but uh, you can get some sponsors. it'll give sure. you enough to, to and, get and there, yeah. they have all these team nike teams such and such they have all these teams sure but uh this kid is uh this is pretty amazing for a kid from saint francis high school over here to be dominating dominant in these in these events Track and field in my lifetime has probably, well, obviously boxing and horse racing have fallen off the map too, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, track and field uh, used to be huge, and it's, yeah. it doesn't really get much publicity anymore on a national level. I, you don't see, you know, they'll throw it on on a Saturday afternoon on ESPN, but I'm sure they're, they don't really care about it. Sports Illustrated back in the day would have a... You know, they would cover track and field huge. They would have all the indoor meets would have articles in the next week. Was it mostly at the collegiate level or was there no, prof- no, a professional? International. Okay. International track was a, was a, was a big thing. And, uh, not, not only in the Olympic years, but, but all the time. And it's really fallen off the map as far as, uh, the attention of people. That's for sure. Could it be because of maybe because the United States really hasn't had that? Carl Lewis type uh, no, of no, I think it's just general, just general interest. General, it's confusing for people, you know. They, but during the Summer Olympics, those events still oh, drop yeah, pretty well. Do, although swimming and uh, gymnastics probably do better yeah. ratings in track and field. Back in the day, in the Olympics, 60, 64, 68, uh, it was basically swimming and all the other stuff was just preliminary for the track meet. Yeah. It was it was basically mm-hmm. a track meet. That was the big thing was that that it was a track meet, and uh, that that's certainly not the case anymore. People would rather watch swimmers in speedos and uh, tight fitting women swimsuits when they're wet than <laughs> when they're running in track. <laughs> They're moving too fast in track, right? Mm-hmm. That's it's just they they prefer swimming now to to track and field. Plus, they don't have enough swimming events in the Olympics. I think they need a few, a couple of more. Yeah, a few more distances. They let's okay. We we'll do the same thing, but we'll have one be fifty, one be a hundred, one be two hundred, one be four hundred, so we can keep so one be can, a thousand, so we can keep making you watch the same people win seven eight events. But uh, Maggie Ewing, hey, way to go, kid. That's uh, She's, you know, all these national championships and sports person, sports of, the person of the day. What, a, what an accomplishment. That's fantastic. Paul. 
Paul Sullivan is a veteran baseball writer for the Chicago Tribune. The Fighting Twins are there uh, starting Tuesday for an entire week. Uh, the White Sox first and the Cubs next. Uh, do you get to take in this whole six-game set here? Or are you going to see? Are we going to see you occasionally? Uh, I think cameo me cameo uh, for both series. Uh, I just. <laughs> I just came back from Cincy, so, uh, you know, I've lost about 10 years of my life, and I, I need to get it back. All right. Hey, uh, Paul, uh, the uh, White Sox certainly, they, 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 they knew that they weren't going to win the pennant this year, but they had no idea this was coming, right? No. In fact, uh, in spring training, uh, some of them were even talking about, you know, the possibility of contending for a, a second wild card spot, uh, just looking at last year when, uh, you know, the Twins made it, uh, they were like a little over 500, but not a great team. And um, didn't seem like, uh, you know, it was that much of an impossibility. But, of course, then they got off to the terrible start, and uh, it just kind of uh, steamrolled from there. And, uh, you know, fortunately, they're in a division with Kansas City, or else they'd probably be the worst team in baseball. Hey, what happened? What, uh, what, what, what was just the kids weren't ready? The pitching wasn't ready? What was it? Well, the thing is that, uh, they don't have, you know, all the kids that they're talking about. Most of them are still in the minors. Uh, the only ones, the big names really that are on the team right now are Moncada, the second baseman, um, and a couple of pitchers, uh, Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. So, uh, really, the team is like a, a typical first-year rebuilding team with a lot of uh, no-names that really won't be here by the time the rebuild kicks in. So, uh, you know, they do have a few good players. Uh, obviously, uh, Jose Abreu, one of the best first basemen, and um, Carlos Rodon can be a, a very good closer, or a very good starter. But uh, they don't have much of a bullpen at all, and uh, really... Fields probably one of the worst fields in baseball. Uh, what's uh, what's the problem out there? Just can't catch the ball, or can't can't produce? No, can't catch just, the ball. Just yeah, just uh, no uh, no hitting at all. They've got like Larry Garcia and uh, Charlie Tilson, and uh, they just released released Trace Thompson. Uh, Avi Garcia just got back from an injury. He was out for you know almost a month and a half or so. So. Uh, yeah, just uh, they got nothing there, and the infields really doesn't have much power outside of Abreu. So, uh, you know, Moncada is supposed to be, he was like the top prospect in baseball uh, just a year or so ago, and uh, he's hitting around 230 and striking out one out of every three or four at So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm having a little trouble there, Paul. How's it? Oh. How's the connection there? Okay, stay right there. Okay. Wherever you are, stay right there. Hey, okay. hey Paul, uh, the disparity in uh, level of interest, uh, this has got to be, uh, I mean, there's always quite a bit, but this is, has to be nearly record levels between the Cubs and the White Sox, I would think. Yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, good for the White Sox, especially uh, with the Twins being in town all week. They're going to see, you know, um, you know, no one going out to Sox Park and then, uh, Wrigley Field will be packed for uh, three days. So, um, yeah, there's not much interest at all. We, we, uh, I mean, we knew it was going to be low. It's always a disparity anyways. But uh, now that the Cubs are, you know, a playoff caliber team every year and the White Sox are a 100-loss team, uh, 
yeah, it, it's it's not a pretty scene. Uh, so uh, how's uh, how's Reindor, Reinsdorf's mood? There's not many changes he can make. They're pretty well stuck with this rebuild here. Yeah, I mean uh, he he endorsed it. Um, he's like 80 years old or in early 80s, so uh, um, you know no one really expected him to uh, you know go for this, but uh, he did. He he's doing the same thing with the Bulls too. So yeah. It's kind of like a, for a rebuild um, but we don't know how he is because uh, the old days of Reinsdorf uh, you know going down in the field and talking to the media are, are long gone here <laughs> hey Paul Sullivan's with the Chicago Tribune Paul uh, the Cubs just go into Cincinnati and uh, can't stop that machine they're, they're just they're playing okay but nothing special right yeah you know uh, just last week they beat the uh, Dodgers two out of three and everyone was you know hyping him and then uh they go into cincinnati and just laid over you know swept in four games uh uh beaten 11 to 2 on saturday and then yesterday they were at a, like a 6-1 lead in the seventh gave up seven runs in the seventh so uh i mean they're still only two games out and they still have you know most of the offense from the uh championship team in 16 so um you know I think most people here are thinking it's just going to be one of those deals like last year where they waited till the second half to really come on. But uh, so far, yeah, they're uh, kind of disappointing. What's issue number one, bullpen or what? Uh, the bullpen was really good until the last uh, few weeks. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't say it's the bullpen so much. Mostly the offense, uh, which is kind of strange because they're – you know, they're in the upper categories of, uh, you know, on base and average and, and runs, but they don't have much power. They're not very good with the runners in scoring position. And, uh, you know, they'll score 10 runs one day, and then the next day they'll have, like, one. So uh, just very inconsistent. Uh, you know, we know the talent's there because we've seen it the last few years, but uh, so far it's just not gelling. Uh, Paul, uh, so are they likely to uh, it's, go out and get a bat, or they just wait for these guys to start it to hit yeah, the clutch I, anyway? I don't, uh, you know, I don't see any position where they would think that they need to upgrade a bat. Yeah, as, as difficult as it's been. I mean, these guys are all pretty young, um, except for Zobrist, and he doesn't even play as much anymore. Uh, I would imagine they could possibly get another starter, but. Uh, even then, you've got you Darvish. He's going on a rehab start today, and they expect him back next week. Uh, they got Tyler Chatwood. They gave him a three-year deal to be the fifth starter, so it'd be pretty early to give up on him, uh, you know, halfway into the first season. So uh, maybe some bullpen help, but I, I don't really see them making a big, big uh, trade deadline deal like, you know, all the Manny Machado rumors from about a month ago. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting where uh, he ends up. I, I I was talking to Olney last week. He's thinking Philadelphia is where he ends up. But uh, hey, yeah, uh, I could see that with McPhail and uh, all those guys from uh, Baltimore. Yeah, Paul Sullivan's with us. So Sully, I got to ask you a question. I used to love the uh, Chicago newspaper tradition of switching beats at midseason. <laughs> uh, and both newspapers did it, the Tribune and the Sun-Times. Uh, you'd cover, somebody'd go to spring training and cover the White Sox till the All-Star break and then switch to the Cubs. When did that end? 15 years ago, maybe? Oh, yeah. I would say, like, um, 
late eighties, early nineties. You were in on that. You were in on that, though, weren't you? No, I came in right after they stopped it. Okay. I was. Uh, we would switch every like two or three years. Oh, you'd switch. Um, the, you'd switch for the full season then, rather than yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we didn't switch the break because uh, <laughs> I think uh, Al Solomon was always getting screwed on that one. He'd <laughs> be covering a great Cubs team and then have to go cover a bad Sox team or vice versa. <laughs> one one um, way or the other. Yeah, that was a that was a weird tradition. I also was uh, looking at your stuff on Twitter about the uh, newsroom at the Tribune Tower going out of business and all the. Uh, all the stuff up there. What uh, that is a uh, that is a dramatic thing for Chicago, man, to not have a newspaper office in the Tribune Tower. Yeah, it uh, doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, but uh, you know, we were in bankruptcy, and when I say we, I mean they. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, and uh, you know, sold out to some interests that really didn't care about newspapers so much, and. Broke up the company, sold the Cubs, sold the Tribune Tower, split the company in two. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a lot of change in the last five or six years at the Tribune. Um, I haven't seen the new office yet. I heard it's really nice, but, you know, I've been going to the Tribune Tower for 30 years. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird to think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a newspaper anymore. What are we going to do, make condos out of it or what? Yeah, they're mostly condos, some retail shops at the bottom. Um, you know, it is prime real estate right oh, on Michigan Avenue there. And uh, they're going to build a skyscraper behind it in the parking lot that's going to be, like, taller than the Hancock building. So uh, that's going to look kind of weird, too. Well, uh, what uh, did you capture any good memorabilia out of there? Yes, uh, right. I have it right here in my uh, living room, uh, the Jerome Holtzman street sign. Uh, <laughs> it's like a street sign that they hung up in the sports department. Um, I got some old front pages from the Tribune, you know, Hawks win and mm-hmm. Bears win, 63, stuff like that. So, yeah, I got a, quite a haul. Well, anything to remind you of the Dean Jerome Holtzman had to be a, a good, uh, a good, uh, a good memorabilia. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite all-time characters. Yeah, he was uh, my mentor in baseball, and uh, him and Bob Birdie, um, Dave Van Dyke. You know, I got to work with so many really, really mm-hmm. classic pros. Uh, really fortunate when I came up, and of course, got to meet uh, guys like you too. So. Uh, you know, I've had had a really lucky run here at the Trib, so, uh, you know, I hate to see the uh, tower leave, but hopefully uh, I'll still be there for a few years. <laughs> hey, Sully, uh, I haven't been to the new Wrigley yet. Uh, is it uh, uh, obviously... Are you coming? Yeah, I'm coming this weekend. Obviously, oh, it, uh, reeks of, uh, it reeks of uh, bringing in money, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, they said they were going to do it, and uh, they did it. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, when was the last time you were there? I haven't been, man, eight, nine years probably. Oh, yeah. So you haven't even been there for the video board? No, I haven't seen it. And uh, yeah. the, roof, the, the rooftops, you can't see anything anymore, right? Uh, yeah, you can't see the lake. You can't even see the L. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not... Uh, you know, if you're a traditionalist, you're not going to like it. Um, and the video board, I got to say, uh, I do watch it a lot because, you know, it shows replays and stuff. But um, it, it has changed the atmosphere to me. 
uh, and not for the better because, uh, you know, now, just like any other ballpark, you know, once they're showing crowd shots on the video board, everyone is looking at the video board to see themselves on the video board. <laughs> so the, at least they haven't started with the, uh, the sound effects over the sound system like a lot of ballparks do now. That really gets on my nerves. Um, I don't know what they do at Target Field, but to me, you know, a lot of ballparks trying to make it like an NBA experience. And, uh, you know, baseball doesn't need that. There is times in a game where it's just quiet and, you know, the fans make their own noise, and and that's the way it should be. But, you know, these geniuses in marketing now, they just uh, have to have noise, you know, nonstop. Hey, uh, Sully, uh, we just had a guy from the strip, uh, Mike Rand, who was off watching minor league games last week. He really liked the 20-second pitch clock. I think we're going to have it next year. Yeah, I, you know, I keep waiting for that. And uh, I don't know. I'm kind of bracing myself for it. Um, the mound visit thing I thought would, you know, would be affecting. But, you know, no one really no. cares about that too much. Um I didn't even like the intentional walk because <laughs> there's always a chance someone would throw it away. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to that now. I think, you know, you just got to get used to anything in baseball because it's going to change. And um, I was writing the other day, I saw that Ned Yost was uh, calling on a ban for the shift, which uh, I think is going to be hotly debated because, uh, you know, it really has changed the game. Uh, Major League batting average is like 240, 245 right now, which is really insane when you think about it. Um, more strikeouts than hits. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to make a few changes in the next, you know, two or three years to uh, get some more offense into the game. All right, Sully, thanks for your time. I'll see you this weekend. Okay, Patrick. Thanks. All right, uh, Paul Sullivan, uh, veteran uh, baseball writer for the Chicago Tribune. He gets to cover the Whiteys and the Cubs. Uh, they also have uh, beat writers, so uh, he's uh, but he's been there a long time. Does a great job. Future Hall of Famer, I would guess, uh, with this for the Spink Award. We'll be back. Yeah, I didn't know of any of the other multi-team markets, uh, the Bay Area, L.A., or New York. They didn't split the beats like the Chicago Tribune did. I mean, the Chicago newspapers, both the Tribune and the Sun-Times, from when I went on the beat uh, in the mid-'70s, they were doing it, and long before that, all the way into the 80s for sure, uh, they would have... They'd have two major beat writers at each newspaper, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and one guy would go to spring training with the White Sox, cover them through the All-Star game, and then take over the Cubs beat. Sure. No matter where they, who was, and then vice versa, the guy would go to spring training with the Cubs, cover them to the All-Star game, switch to the White Sox beat. Huh. Uh, and then the next year, if you finished with the White Sox, you started with the White Sox, you finished with the Cubs, you started with the Cubs, and they'd switch it. And, and, gotcha. went, and they had the same ball riders for years, so they considered this system. And you asked me why. I think there was some uh, hoity excuse about, well, we don't want anybody to become beholden to a certain team. But it was really that the guys wanted the day games. Sure, <laughs> to get know? done early. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> the Cubs were all home day games. Mm-hmm. So the guys wanted... There was 
great infighting as to who got to cover the Cubs. Not because they love the Cubs, but because they love the day games. Sure. So they switched it. That's why they switched it. And so is, did it well, uh, what Sully say, into the 80s. So. Is that a lot like now the Pioneer Press having one person covering multiple beats? <laughs> uh, different situation. Got it. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. But, uh, yeah, it was always fun there. And he, just, he also mentioned Jerome Holtzman, one of my favorite human beings. The dean and the man who... Uh, was tighter with uh, Marvin Miller than anybody in history. He would, Marvin would give him everything during those labor negotiations. He uh, he killed it on those. Here's here is Mr. John Height with a sports update. Jerome used to write for the Sporting News. Also. Oh yes, he did. I, I remember as a youth reading his stuff. All the time. My story about him is when he was putting super glue on his on his computer portabubble keyboard at because one of the heads came off. Sure. And at the uh, said 91 World Series. And he basically super glued the keys down to the bottom of the, <laughs> the tray. Super glued his eye. He had big, bushy eyebrows. He had super glue on his eyebrows, his fingers. It was the funniest. I was sitting next to him. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. <laughs> then he got a pliers and I mean a screwdriver and he was trying to pop them off and pretty soon oh. he popped off the tops of the key, tops <laughs> off all he had these levers going up and down. Damn it was funny. <laughs> the greatest. He's also the guy I sent he said, I want to write a column on somebody outside of Puckett. I'm sick of writing about Puckett. I said, Go write a column about Knoblock. And uh, I said, he's the best second baseman in the American League. This was in spring training. And he was, I said, he says, who's that? A guy with a beard. He said, the guy with the beard. Five minutes later, I looked, he's, interdu- he's interviewing Scott Lass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, here's Johnny Hyde. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Uh, World Cup today, uh, Uruguay, three over Russia in Group A. and Group B, Iran beats Portugal. No, it was a tie, one-to-one. Uh, this, a draw. A draw, yes. Yeah. This sets up the round of 16, Russia taking on Spain, and Uruguay playing Portugal. The Twins are off today. They'll play three against the White Sox, then three against the Cubs. Both those series is in Chicago. Then go to Milwaukee before they head back home. In other games today, Oakland beat Detroit 5-4. to four. Ooh, Guardy's slipping here a little. Rally Goose is dead, right? Yeah, We've cooked that thing and had it for dinner already. They went on the road, and the Rally Goose didn't go with them, man. <laughs> Royals lead the Angels 1-0. They're in the eighth inning today. Uh, the College World Series looks like they're going to have to wait a little bit uh, to we're begin. Getting that. some rain, right? Yeah, best of three between Oregon State and Arkansas. Are they going to play tonight? Or gonna... They still could, but mm-hmm. it's going to be pushed back. They were scheduled Boy, they've to play. had a lot of rain down there. By <laughs> the way, why is it a story that the Twins haven't signed the kid yet? Well, he's still playing college yes. baseball. Yeah, it's not That's a, the reason. It's not a story. Is somebody asking about it? <laughs> well, I saw it posted this week, and I thought, well, he's still playing. That's why he hasn't signed his contract. Yeah, that's an eye. Well, Madrigal hasn't signed they got four first-rounders who haven't signed yet. Yeah. <laughs> NCAA announced the game would be delayed because of impending weather. It did uh, rain pretty much all day till about uh, five. Yeah, there was lightning in Santa Fe. They had to... <laughs> there is no time yet for uh, I'm first still pitch. bitter about that lightning delay at the... Well, at least you've let it go. Seabird Field. <laughs> yeah. Eight like, miles away like and three going... Weeks the, eight miles away and going the other direction, and we're going to wait 45 <laughs> minutes, you Jackass. I forgot to bring this up. Uh, you mentioned baseball. Did you guys see the Alex Bregman thing the other day? No. 
he shaved his mustache in between at bats. Yeah, I saw what? that. Yeah. <laughs> They got the figure of him, wow. like in the first inning or when he was up. That, then he yeah. came up just completely clean shaven four oh, innings yeah. later. Well, he's, baseball's slow enough that you can <laughs> shave. <laughs> WNBA today naming Minnesota Lynx forward Maya Moore, the Western Conference Player of the Week for games played June 18th through the 24th. Uh, this would be Maya's 18th Player of the Week <laughs> wow. award. See, the sports person of the day would be a much more coveted prize for her. <laughs> uh, with the win over Las Vegas yesterday, by the way, the Lynx have won four straight and five out of their last six. The schism wonder is how, dead. I wonder how Las Vegas is uh, is uh, drawing for women's basketball. Yeah. The Aces. The, the Aces. Aces team, yeah. which That's is a, a good cool name, name for yeah. Las Vegas team. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota United lost to Colorado over the weekend. This week, they play a Friday night game, and you'll hear it right here as usual. They play FC Dallas at TCF Bank Stadium. 6.30 pre-match on Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff right here at 1500 ESPN. Uh, somebody uh, asked me to come over to the Nomad Bar to watch the soccer, and I told him, I don't beer, and I don't soccer. <laughs> and he said, well, come on over, because we won't make you a scarf. <laughs> uh, they've already, uh, the Final Four stuff is already well underway, the planning. Uh, they've had already had a meeting. They're going to have 40 different meetings with the Minneapolis Final Four local organizing committee. My God. Yeah, before they get it all set up. Kate Mortensen's the president and CEO of the organizing committee, said it takes a lot of work to make it look easy. Uh, included in the meetings, uh, they've just announced our Minneapolis police. They are the lead law enforcement agency well, for that That's event. a shocker. Hey, who, uh, <laughs> who have we decided who's going to put up the curtains yet? I think that's still out there. they got to put up the curtains. Well, they really? got to bid it out, right? Isn't yeah. that what they're well, doing? Yeah, well, they get the bids all that. came in higher than they wanted. Well, they just, that's a shock. just had their first meeting with the NCAA folks, so that must still mm-hmm. be coming. What are we playing the I exhibition think, games? I think the, I think the NCAA might actually pay for their rooms, unlike the NFL, but maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to play. Uh, they haven't confirmed my, uh, Is it Oklahoma? my Gophers, Oklahoma State, and Memphis Clemson are supposedly going to be okay. the doubleheader. Is that a, like, what are we going to do that, a November-ish or something? Uh, they haven't given us a date yet. They're mm. trying to, they're very upset that the word's out on who the games are oh. being played. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Johnny. You bet. Time now for a live traffic update. Traffic coming up. Let's get our forecast. Now in the ride with Royce. Traffic and weather. Traffic and weather together. Sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs. We have a right shoulder wreck sitting on westbound 694 near 65. It's about 20 minutes, 35W over to 100. I know you'll find this one a shocker. Uh, It's a left shoulder meet and greet eastbound 94 at LaSalle. One of five crashes per day there. Uh, your travel time is spooled up. Northbound 169, 494 to 94, 35 minutes right now. Over on northbound 100, 494 to 694, it's an even 30. And it sounds like Highway 41 is shutting down over the Minnesota River in Chaska tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. The sub-above difference is substantial. After all, the giant got its name for a reason. It ain't little. Jersey Mike's be a sub-above. Showers and thunderstorms tonight. It's 81 right now. The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense, he's giving them the business. It's time for late hits. Panarin's got it for the Blue Jackets. Down the left wing and across the line. Panarin trying to cut in. Scores! Game winner in overtime. What a goal by Panarin. 
Artemi uh, Panarin is rumored to be perhaps leaving the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, rookie of the Year 2016 for the Blackhawks, of course. Uh, and a uh, very talented offensive player heading to the Minnesota Wild. Rumor, Nino, Charlie Coyle, and that Russian prospect that the uh, that everybody's that hot over. Haven't, haven't. Yeah, it would be, and and they might uh, Columbus might throw something else in there. Interesting about this kid, the Blackhawks. He got thirty goals as a rookie. Was the NFL Rookie of the Year. Then he got thirty-one the next year. And they traded him. They brought back Brandon Saad, trying to bring the old club, the old core back together. Uh, last year, sent him to Columbia. He goes to Columbia. He goes twenty-seven and fifty-five. Now I saw this rumor out there, and Pat the Brat Micheletti. Uh, somebody said uh, that they weren't on Twitter. They weren't sure they liked this uh, move from the Wild perspective. If it happens, Nino being the only forward with size, well, that's not true. But, uh, and KK is without, whoever this Russian kid is, is without question our best forward prospect. And uh, Pat, Mc, Pat McLeddy's response, he would make the trade in a minute to get a talented kid like offensive player in here like this. Maybe a difference maker. Well, and especially considering if they lose Zucker. They're not going to lose Zucker because they gave him the qualifying offer today, so they they won't lose him. No, I meant if, but they, but they might, might trade him, him as yeah, I guess what I'm trying to him. say. But I would like to point out that when the boys were talking about a tweak at the press conference, right. mm-hmm. Tweak City, we were saying here, they're going to make lots of deals. You know what you deals. should do? They're going to make lots of deals. You should, on Twitter, put out there, you know, the big giant red clown button and it just yeah. should say tweak. <laughs> yes. you know, the big... In fact, <laughs> in fact, as you know, we can say, if they do make a trade like this, now there's a tweak. That's a tweak. That's a tweak. That is yeah. quite a tweak. That's a tweak like a big kick in the rear. <laughs> I'm going to give him somebody a tweak, man. Uh, Ronaldo, who, uh, by the way, missed a PK today. I saw yeah. that. This World Cup will be remembered as the one where both Messi and Ronaldo missed a PK. Yep. Uh, they ended up getting a 1-1 tie with the diving Iran oh my gosh. Uh, team one today, and they advance along with Spain. But last night, uh, Iran, the, a bunch of uh, Iranian fans were outside the hotel where Portugal was staying, screaming and hollering and beating drums and, and blowing the vuvuzelas. Remember those? Oh, yeah. To uh, make noise all night long to keep uh, keep the... Uh, the 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 Portuguese team from sleeping. Ronaldo finally came out to his window and pleaded with the mob to lower the volume, and apparently they uh, they they agreed to do so. The fact that he came out there, but uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, that was that was an interesting last twenty minutes of that match this yeah, afternoon. It's I mean I know the soccer people, the Chris Longs of the world, tell me it's part of the game. Well, it shouldn't be part of the game. It Take be. it out of the game. It's, it's a joke. It's a folly. If this happened, I mean, we see a flop in the NBA. You know, LeBron will flop twice a year, and people, oh, look at that. DeMarcus he's Cousins a, is the king of flopping. He's a flopper. Yeah. But no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be in the top 100 in, in soccer. It's it's incredible. The the yellow card that Ronaldo got. Was a joke. Today, it was a joke. Yes. It was a complete joke. He grazed the guy's well, face, well, and the plus, guy's falling out on the, on the, the, guy the, backed the grass. Into him. The yeah. guy backed yeah. into him. That can't be legal, and, can it? And the worst part about it, Pat, 
They had like a six or seven minute review. Yes, to it. see if they were going to throw him out of the game. But is there that why much? Do, why does that game, by the way, played on this huge field with hijinks going on all around it, have one official? I, don't I know. mean, they they have guys to help them with the. They have one guy to call penalties. Even the NHL's got two. You know, but do the do the soccer diehards defend this, or are they? they is there defend, I have had it defended to me that it's part of the game. Oof. Well, it I'm be. not a fan of that part of the game. I did not know that Mike Davis had been coaching at Texas Southern and mm-hmm. actually doing pretty well. Didn't they make the tournament? Yeah, they did. They, yep. they, they've had a competitive team. Of course, the former Indiana coach. Well, he left there a couple of weeks ago to go to Detroit Mercy, which we used to know as Detroit University. And, uh, and uh, now today... Texas Southern brought in Johnny Jones, who got fired at LSU only a year or two ago, right? Johnny Jones was at LSU. I think so, He got fired a couple years ago. He was uh, assistant for Eric Musselman at uh, Nevada, Reno. They brought him in to replace Mike Davis. Detroit, of course, once used to be a pretty sturdy independent in uh, college basketball, but that is no no, no more. And, of course, the guy who made his first fame at Detroit was Dick Vitale. Yeah, he that's was, right. He was the coach. Now, how did what what happened with Mike Davis at Indiana? Because I know he got him to that title game and they lost to Maryland. Maryland yeah, but then nothing, he lasted like nothing, another year or yeah, so, and they, they just, fired they him. Did right? Not they, you know, they thought that they should be national champs every year. They thought well, he I replaced think thought, Knight, right? Didn't he replace Bobby yes, Knight? They thought the recruiting was slipping okay. and stuff like that. They were not satisfied. It was They ran him off. You know, you mentioned Mussy, by the way. I read something a week or so ago that they're kind of the baby darling projected top 10 team Nevada's well, going to be this the year. the Martin twins came back. Yeah. The Martin yeah. twins came back. They both uh, filed for hardship, and then they both came back. Uh, ESPN, in their weekly power rankings for uh, baseball... Uh, they have the Astros number one. Uh, that's not a surprise. The Yankees number two. The Red Sox number three. But the Braves, of all things, have yeah. moved up to number four wow. with their uh, tremendous offense in this time where it's all uh, pitching and uh, shifting and all that stuff. Uh, Atlanta has uh, got a big league offense right now, and their young pitching is good. That's a good young team. How was that ballpark? Did you like it or not? I didn't. I haven't been to. Oh, the I new, thought you were in Atlanta. No. Well, I went for the uh, for the Falcons game. Oh, I oh, didn't that go new ballpark. Yeah, I didn't okay. go to the uh, baseball. Not right. go to the Braves new That's park. Right. But you know what? The the people that live there, I've heard that they like the park itself, but it's terribly difficult to get to well the reason they moved out to the suburbs was they thought the ballpark was terribly difficult to get right to. the trouble is you got too damn many people yes. on those freeways that traffic is awful you know who city. they have fifth power rankings milwaukee really? the brewers fifth how about that we're the uh, indians six where are the phillies at uh phillies 11 and uh nats 12 boy are they slipping cardinals yeah. 14th and they what the Twins, 19th. Uh, last week, they moved up. They only do 20. Twins and Tigers. If the Twins and Tigers are the 19th and 20th best team in baseball, baseball's got a problem. Yes, I'll tell you do. that. If there's 11 worst teams than the Twins, I want to see them. I was, I was <laughs> watching the uh, Phillies Nationals broadcast last night, and Buster, of course, was with mm-hmm. Vasquez and A-Rod and Jessica Mendoza. And uh, Buster thinks that uh, 
Manny Machado might end up with the Phillies next yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's what he told us. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he thinks it's he thinks he might end up with them this on, year uh, June on July thirty. Well, it's the yeah. McPhail connection, right? Well, McHale, McPhail was there when they signed yeah. him and stuff. But the connection is dollars. They got yeah. the money. Yeah. They got the money, and, they got and the he's players, good. And they got the players to give you to take him to. So, all right, we'll be back. the ride with Roycey. Manny! Boys daily Hill, what do you got? My daily complaint is this, guys. The NBA awards are tonight, and they're going to honor all these uh, guys who got regular season awards. Yes. The regular season in the NBA ended two and a half months yes. ago. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> it's well, too hockey long. Does it. Hockey did the same thing yeah. in Vegas. Just, they did it three the, days ago. The regular season ended two and a half months ago. Get, get, LeBron going to be the during, MVP? No, Harden. Harden. Harden will get the MVP. And that's the other part. Everybody already knows who's going to win all of these things. Because yeah. the rumors have been flying. Does everybody so. show up? Hey. What do you got there, Chris? Uh, my daily complaint is Mother Nature. I wanted yeah. to watch the College World Series tonight. <laughs> yes. And tomorrow I wanted to go to the Twins and White Sox and both uh, are in jeopardy. How about people who are afraid of lightning if it's within 100 miles of them? That, that's <laughs> my daily complaint. Here's my daily complaint. I was uh, ripping Taylor Motter the other day, uh, yesterday on Twitter, and somebody said it reminds me of Mike Cubbage. To put Cubby in the same category as this guy well, they both had long hair, although Cubby not that. Cubby could hit. He had a whole corner at Met Stadium. <laughs> Cubby's corner. Cubby could hit. Cubby could contribute. For God's sakes, don't mention those two guys. That's like mentioning Sano and Killebrew in the same breath like Sid did the other day. <laughs> Cubby! Cubby should be revered in Twins history.